This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, the show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I am the editor-at-large and cartoonist for Mississippi Today. The Salvation Army has been bringing hope to families and individuals in Mississippi since 1906. I think that's when I graduated from high school, actually. And today we are welcoming Tina Richardson, the Community Relations Director, to give us an inside look into ways their organization continues to help communities, especially during this holiday season. Uh, we're going to welcome our guests in just a minute. Michelle, so nice to see you. we got to discuss those headlines for that weekly roundup. And as we speak, there is a severe thunderstorm blowing through the area, so I'm kind of getting a, an exciting view out the studio window today. It but. is beautiful and bad at the same time. It was just such a lovely shade of green. It was so nice. It matches my eyes. You won't believe it, but I sleep with uh, thunderstorm apps, so this is very uh, tranquil for me. Do you ever notice the the thunderstorm app sounds nothing like our thunderstorms, though? They're like the rolling thunder and the gentle thing. Ours is like somebody hits you with a sledgehammer. Actually, no. I found an app that has a real thunderstorm with the crackling um, and the water hitting the um, cement and everything. Do they have a tornado one? That'd be cool. I don't like that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Sounds like a freight train. I sleep very well with my app, but I'm glad to be back. Oh, yeah. Very glad to be back here in the studio. You're a happy camper, too, because Jackson State is back on top again after yes. a long drought. Yes, we won the SWAC championship. Uh, they did. Um, the prime effect has taken effect once and, again. And, you know, I said at the beginning of the semester, of the season, I hope that when if he came to Jackson State, it wasn't just going to be all about his name and he was going to show us what he can do. And he did it. Uh, he thinks, I think he wants to stick around for a little while, too. And, of course, his kids are in school there, and that's right. great. But I'm, there was a great article in the New York Times about the prime effect, about how it is spilled out onto campus and you know that i mean mm-hmm. it's just so great everybody's walking around kind of a little bit taller and you More know pride. winning winning mm-hmm. does wonders it's it really does. amazing it does so it, I'm, um, I'm happy for jackson state because like i said when i moved here i moved here in 96 mm-hmm. and so hard to believe in two weeks i'll be here 25 years wow and incredible but yeah when we moved here of course they were on top then and they were just kicking it and then just something something happened and i mean i'm a university of tennessee fan i know how that works mm-hmm. uh when a program goes down it affects everybody's you know just their spirit their soul and everything else and um it's just been so much fun and like Java, you know, the last two or three weeks, it's almost been like a sports show because Java's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're winning. We're doing great. Yes. You know, it's just it's so because it makes people feel like so much better. It does. And yeah. um, winning, like you said, winning makes you feel like a winner. <laughs> go figure. Crazy. It, even I though if I were to go out on the football, football field right now, I would get broken in half. Oh, so wow. went down to Hattiesburg for um, the state high school championships were last Friday. Of course, you heard yes. it here on MPB. Yes. And uh, I, I can I've got to say, went to the 6A championship between Brandon and Madison Central. I do have a young man who's in the band, so I'm very, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad, so I was down there as a dad. i got to tell you, one thing Mississippi does probably better than any place in the world, and some people might say Texas, but we do Friday Night Lights as well as anybody, and that 
atmosphere down at the Rock, down in Hattiesburg at Southern Miss, was one of the most electric football games I have ever been to in my life. Total props to Brandon. They came to play. They played really hard. Madison Central played incredibly hard, too. There was some, you know, little turnover. There was a turnover at the end that caused the whole shift of the momentum of the game. But it was just an amazing experience for all the students. I was so happy for them. And it was a lot of fun. It was so funny because it was the first Metro uh, 6A championship in years. Driving back on 49 was just a constant bumper-to-bumper all the way going 70 miles an hour back to Jackson that night. It was kind of fun. It was almost like, wow. But there were several great games games up and down the, the, the docket. I don't know. Columbia won just at just, um, a last-minute field goal getting missed. I mean, there was just all kinds of excitement. But uh, it's amazing the town's hear that how high school football just really defines a town and and to be able to win a state championship is just huge it is and shouts out to madison central and my godson brooks bolden senior year and uh we were me and my best friend were talking what a great senior year to win a state championship a good way to in go your out. senior year yeah. and his brothers both both of his brothers played mm-hmm. in their senior years and um braxton they went to the um uh, playoffs, but they didn't get to the championship games last year, but they got close. So. Well, they've, and they've done that for years. I mean, mm-hmm. the last time they won was in 99, and mm-hmm. they always would like get to the first or second round and something would happen. Yep. The thing, and, and I'll total props to Madison Central, they lost their, their star quarterback and their star running back in the playoffs. So literally, they had the second string tight end come in as quarterback, and he ended up getting player of the game in the championship, which is just a great story, and you love to see 18-year-olds learn these lessons that will be something that they can carry with them for the rest, rest of their lives. lives. And I and I kind of I put out there, I said, the fact that they were able to overcome serious injuries on their team mm-hmm. and to be able to come back and be able to win it all yeah. will be stories that they will tell when they are old men. Exactly. And then the coaches were friends, and that's yeah. what it was really neat, yeah, too. Yeah, really. They both were, two great guys. And first-year coaches, right. too. Uh, first-year for, programs. For their programs. For their programs. Yeah. Yeah. And they knew each other, so it was a friendly rivalry at the same time. But and like the best man wins. But um, speaking of winning, mm-hmm. gotta say, shouts out to our own Kevin Farrell. Of course, he's the Cookie Monster on Mondays. He's always him. winning. <laughs> and today's cookie—I haven't had a cookie in six weeks from Kevin. Yeah. But today's cookie is a maple. He said a maple sugar cookie, and it's delicious. A hint of maple taste. I love sugar cookies, and it's Christmas time, so it's cookie time. So it's very good. He has a little granulated sugar on the top. And he had some nice maple to it. Kudos to you, Kevin Farrell. This is a great cookie. And I'm on a low-carb diet, and you're sitting there eating a donut and mm. carb. Yeah. And by the you way, it's nice, to have, it's nice to everyone, have you back, by the way. You told everyone. Oh, no, no. I had to make sure they knew you were eating the donut, too. You're chasing the cookie with the donut. Mm. It's nice to have you back, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're going to have a – speaking of donuts and cookies – and, and Christmas oh, time. Oh, I want to hear how you segue this. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. I got the Christmas. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, we've got a great guest today. We do. And, you know, you want to make cookies. Think about this, though. You have your family, and you want to make it normal, quote, yeah. unquote. I'm doing my air quotes here. And you want to make cookies for Santa. Just bake cookies with your family, and you don't have any money, or you don't have enough money, or you're trying to decide that you want to pay your light bill, or bake cookies, or yeah. buy a toy for your little girl, a doll. Or pay the rent, things like that. Yeah. That's 
very heartening, you know, heartbreaking for a parent. And so the Salvation Army always comes and fills in that gap during, especially during the holiday time, to help fill the needs of those families that need a little bit of help during the holiday season. I Christmas love it. Mu- movies were on this weekend. It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched a Wonderful Life? You a big fan of that one? <laughs> yes, I we am too. About I that. love that one. Um, that's Kevin's actually Kevin Farrell's favorite Christmas yeah. movie. What is your favorite Christmas movie? I like It's a Wonderful Life, and I like A Christmas Carol too because I like that message Me of being able to have Christmas in your heart all year long. And so, uh, but yeah, it's a wonderful life. It's amazing the difference one person can make. And of course, Salvation Army does a great job making oh, that of difference. Course it definitely does. as well. So, uh, look forward to talking to Tina. And, but we're going to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. And when we return, we'll have Tina Richardson, the Director of Community Relations with the Salvation Army. And be joining us to talk about the wonderful campaigns and programs they have available for the holiday season. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live Tuesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. Well, since 1906, the Salvation Army has been bringing hope and dignity to families and individuals. And here with us today is the Community Relations Director, Tina Richardson, to tell us a little bit more about how they continue to help communities in Mississippi. And this is, of course, the season to help. Tina, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Well, we appreciate it very much. You, uh, Absolutely. I, I think you made a wise decision going via phone today instead of getting out in this weather. So it's a little bit bumpy today. Uh, that is the truth. I am watching it outside my window, and yes, I would much rather be inside, uh, safe from the storm, that's for sure. It is fun watching trees do the little hula dance. It's kind of exciting on that. Uh, tell you what, before we get talking too much about all the great things the Salvation Army does for the community, um, tell us a little bit about you, because you're new, and I, I'm glad to get to meet you, and uh, tell a little bit about your role as Community Relations Director. Okay, absolutely. Um So I actually moved to Jackson uh, a couple of years ago from Little Rock, Arkansas, to be here near family. And, um, you know, God actually uh, put me in this job with the Salvation Army. I was ready to use my skills and talents as a communications person, um, you know, to do His work. And um, I just feel very grateful and blessed every day to be here um, doing the most good for our community, and that's that's exactly what we all strive to do here uh, at the Salvation Army, and it's, it's very evident, you know, every day we have 
people in need coming in uh, to get all sorts of uh, help, whether it's food, shelter, clothing, help with utilities. Uh, so what I do in my role is I work with volunteers, and i got to tell you, Marshall, we have the most amazing volunteers. Um, we had over 100 volunteers on Thanksgiving Day help us uh, cook, prepare, and deliver over 1,500 meals that day. And we got it all out by like 11.30. We started at 9 o'clock, got it all out by 11.30, and it was just amazing. And uh, to see our community come together like that to help each other is, is just gives me chills. I know we were talking about Christmas movies uh, just a moment ago before you came on. And, you know, about a Christmas Carol, and you think about the end when Scrooge has seen the three ghosts and he's got that big change of heart and everything. And the first thing he does is order the biggest turkey possible for the Cratchit family <laughs> because he realizes to truly have the Christmas spirit is to give. And, and that's okay. something that y'all were able to do on Thanksgiving and do, too. And, you know, I really we're going to do some serious deep dive on South Asian Army. I just kind of my ears perked up a little bit. You said you came from Little Rock to be closer to family. Are you from Mississippi originally, or what happened on the on the move? Yeah. So, yes, a long time ago, I actually graduated from Meridian High School. My mom and dad were from Meridian, and they my dad was in the Navy, and he moved to Jacksonville, Florida, which is actually where I was born. But then we, we moved back to Meridian to be with family. Actually, I say I'm a Southern girl because I've lived in Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Arkansas, and I'm back in Mississippi again. So I just say, you know what, I'm a Southern girl, and uh, that's that's that. Well, it's good to have you back in Mississippi, and uh, I know you're enjoying it and, and everything else. And, of course, like you said, being close to family, is a real, especially this time of year, is a real blessing, too. You know, you talked, Absolutely. you talked about getting to do God's work and be able to do that. What's, what's, you mentioned just being able to do that. What is truly so special for you to be able to work for the Salvation Army? Because I know that ha- that has to be if, – if you like – to be able to give back that has to be a great job it is i mean you know i think um in the past you know i worked for a banking software company doing marketing um you know i worked for a couple other organizations in marketing and um you know it just there was something missing and there just it wasn't as this is the most this was actually my dream, <laughs> you know, the most fulfilling and rewarding job I could do. And to be able to take those skills and experience and knowledge that that God has provided me with and use it toward his good, um, I, it's an absolute blessing every day. I'm so thankful every day. So... Well, that's good. I mean, being thankful is every day, and that, that's a good thing, especially on days when things get challenging. What is probably the most challenging part of your job? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Wow, that's a really good question. I think, you know, we're a small staff, and honestly, we cannot always, um, I think, do as much as we want to do. Um. And so, you know, there are times I might go home and feel like I let somebody down, or I will tell you this, Marshall, I came back from Thanksgiving, I had like 50 emails, 25 phone calls on my office phone and about 10 on my cell phone, and it took me days to catch up, and I I felt 
sad about that. I tried to prioritize. And uh, I think really just being a small staff, that's why we rely so heavily on our volunteers. They're the Army behind the Army. Uh, you know, we have our women's auxiliary, and they are strong, and they are awesome. Um, and they help us do a great deal. So uh, that, that would probably be the most challenging thing. Um, I love that. The Army behind the Army. Yeah, yeah. And our, our volunteers are such a blessing. I mean, even now today, I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, gosh, I need to get an email out, you know, to all of these folks who were so awesome and gave their time and um, just haven't had a chance to yet because a bell ringing, angel tree, you know, how wonderful is it to be covered in angels and bells, you know, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Well, I think, you know, obviously the bell ringing, I think, is what a lot of people know about the Salvation Army, and that's kind of their how they're familiar with it. Um, for those that don't know, can you tell us a little bit how the Salvation Army began and why? Absolutely. So um, William Booth founded uh, the Salvation Army in 1865 in London, England, actually, um, and um, it just kind of grew as a worldwide Christian ministry movement um, to, to um, you know, minister and feed um, and shelter uh, people in need throughout the world. So, um, you know, one of our mottos is uh, Soup, Soap, Salvation. And um, those are the things we stick to. We want to make sure people are fed. We want, and they're not hungry. We want to make sure that they have a place to shelter and somewhere to, you know, take a shower and sleep at night. And we want to make sure they know the um, the gospel as well. You know, obviously, the last year and a half, which seems like the last seven hundred years, um, we've <laughs> we've had some challenges just because of obviously the pandemic, but also some of the issues that the pandemic has caused. And of course, it's caused economic upheaval and it's caused a lot of stress amongst people as well. Talk a little bit how your organization has helped combat problems such as, you know, like poverty and homeless and that have grown worse in the wake of the pandemic in the wake of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, one thing for sure is, um, you know, we've really been helping folks pay their utility bills. Um, that's been really big in the last yeah, that's huge couple of years. Mm -hmm. And our partners at Atmos and Entergy have been wonderful, you know, in partnering with us to do that. Um, also, I would say, um, you know, helping provide um, rental uh, assistance as well. Um, those have been really the two biggest things that we've seen come out of the pandemic. You know, the tough thing is, and you think about who was affected by the pandemic, and, and obviously, you know, white-collar workers, et cetera, you know, they could work from home, they could do things safely, they could telecommute or do whatever, but the frontline workers were the ones that were the most affected, and those, uh, you know, you may not have a whole lot of salary tucked away. So then when suddenly you lose your job, you don't have the six months of living expenses sitting in the bank like, you know, um, some people might recommend you do. So to hear that you right. have, have programs like being able to help with the power bill, which, by the way, how can people get uh, – sign up for that. That that sounds like a mm -hmm. really great program. Absolutely. Well, they can call our office at 601-982-4881. 
and uh, we can uh, get them scheduled with a social worker. Okay. That, that works cool, yep. too. You know, everybody, of course, like I, I mentioned earlier, when they think of um, Salvation Army, they think of the Red Kettle campaign. And I know that's a huge fundraiser for y'all. Um, it's really not the holidays until you hear that ringing when you're walking into the store a little bit. Tell us a little bit more right. how that got started and, and how it's going this year. Okay. Well, actually, this year, we I just counted this morning. And let me tell you, we have over 40 locations throughout the Jackson metro area. And like I said, we have a small staff, and, uh, you know, we have some van drivers, and um, we try to get out to every location in the morning and then the afternoon. Um, so and you, you've driven through the Jackson metro area. You know it's kind of challenging with, uh, with the traffic. You never know if you're going to be late or early or get there on time. But uh, we're doing the best we can. But I'll tell you, we have over 100 bell-ringing leaders is what I call them. They've, um, they're leading a group for that day and uh so so they may have you know five people with them so we've got anywhere from 100 to 500 volunteers out there ringing the bell for us um now through you know till christmas and it's really it's really um it's really a wonderful thing and you know they all have their own stories as to why they ring the bell or you know why they come back year after year after year and, um, you know, some of them are out there singing and dancing and having a good time. Some of them, I even have word that there's one that's actually going to dress up as a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Some attention. That's actually going to be um, December 14th at Flowood in Madison. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on and stories, and uh, it, it's really a, it's really a great time of year. Yeah, my family went to San Francisco over the summer, and one thing that I learned, and I did not know, that that the Kettle campaign began in 1891 in San Francisco when um, it did. Yeah, at, at the Oakland Oakland Ferry Landing to increase. You know, it was pretty cool. It was Captain Joseph McPhee set up a crab pot, which I thought I was like, yeah. that is so cool. I said the next time <laughs> I talk to Salvation Army, then we got I got to bring up that I learned a little fun fact on that, which is really incredibly that, cool. That is absolutely right. Absolutely yes. I was watching the the Ted Lasso Christmas special, and, and really, um, I didn't, you know, it's not. I don't know how many people watch the show, but it's really great. The couple of the lead characters uh, were giving away presents to people that maybe Santa skipped over, that, and it was just really fun. And that reminded me so much of what y'all do with the Angel Tree campaign. Tell us a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. So we start, I would say, probably mid to late October every year. We we invite um, the community to register those in, who might have that need for their family. And we, we have a week uh, where, we, where we get those, those families registered. And then we, um, we actually um, put that out there for corporations to um, adopt those angels. We have some corporations. I think we had one who, who adopted 90 we have some wow. who adopt 10 and others, yeah, who adopt 20. And then um, from there, we put the rest out um, at various locations. Uh, we had some at North Park Mall uh, over the last two weeks, and then we had some at Madison in Walmart, Walmart in Madison. Um, and we actually had over 1,100 angels this year. So, and we will be, uh, we actually have our toy shop set up. And we are getting all of those gifts ready. They're all coming in 
by the 8th, which is Wednesday, I believe, and we will be getting those all ready so the families can come pick those up on December 16th. You know, obviously folks know about the Red Kettle campaign and they know about the Angel Tree campaign, which both are incredibly, you know, I mean, just iconic. What other programs do you all have this time of year? Mm-hmm. Uh, this time of year, let's see, we actually have one that's really super cool. Um, it is called Flight to the North Pole, which will, will um, we're working with the Air National Guard, and um, that's where 30 of our angels um, get to go to the North Pole. Oh, wow. Uh, what they, yeah. So what they do is they um, go out to the Air National Guard, get on a cargo plane, and we take them around the runway, and then they um, are uh, able to go into the North Pole. We have elves, we have Santa, and um, all sorts of fun activities for them to do. So that's coming up soon. And uh, so that's just one of the one of the fun things. Another thing we have coming up actually after the new year is Super Bowl, which is on Super Bowl Sunday, which is February 13th. Um, we will have that. Of course, it'll be over with before the actual Super Bowl starts. So nobody will miss, you know, the actual Super Bowl. But that's a fun event where people from throughout the community come out. And we, we actually have uh, bowls from mustard seed. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, 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 that's wonderful. Oh, yeah, the seedsters do. Love and, some mustard seed. I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. We'll, we'll continue this. There's a lot of things for us still to cover, but we're going to take that quick break, and when we get back, we'll continue speaking with our guest, Tina Richardson, Community Relations Director from the Salvation Army. If you have a question or comment for her, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is Malcolm White. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Every week we talk with visual artists, musicians, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. If you're just joining the program today, we've been talking with Tina Richardson. She's the Community Relations Director for the Salvation Army. If you have a question or comment for our guests, feel free to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 877-MPB-RING. That is 
7464. Tina, we've been having a great chat. Thank you so much for joining us today. And you were just yeah, talking thank about you for having me. Yeah, you were talking about some of the great things that y'all do on top of the Angel Tree and on top of um uh, the red kettle, of course. And you were talking about the Super Bowl and mustard seeds doing the bowl. Love me some mustard seed. They they do such a wonderful job and those that, those bowls are something to treasure and to keep forever. Absolutely. Yes. I was able to get a tour um, a couple of months ago, and it's just an amazing facility. And we are so very happy to be able to partner with them. Uh, We were able to go over and see the Seedsters actually doing their artwork, uh, and it was so cool, and meet meet them and hear some of their stories. But, yeah, we will have hand-painted bowls that, uh, you know, that, that folks can purchase as part of the Super Bowl. Um, and, and the Super Bowl includes um, being uh, soups from all around the community. So um, you know we'll have I don't I don't know t- over twenty five soups that folks or more that folks can um, sample and then be able to pick a bowl and take it home with them. So the tickets for that are twenty five dollars, and we'll have those on sale after the new year. Very good. Now now I'm hungry. So soup would be great. So we've we've. <laughs> We do have a caller for you. We have Mike from Hernando. Mike, it's good to hear you. Um, thanks for calling. Uh, what's your question? Uh, <clears throat> kind of a response to what she was saying about the Air National Guard flying people to the North Pole. That's a 6,000-mile yeah. flight. I mean, are you kidding me? They really do that? <laughs> well, to be quite honest with you, what we do is we have a hangar that is decorated uh, like the North Pole. Oh, I didn't want to get the secret oh, okay. away. But, yeah, okay. and what they, well, what the Air was, National Guard, yeah. Yeah, that was just It's all in fun for the kids. Because uh, I, 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 was, I was in the Air Force, and I know how long a flight that would be, and I thought, good Lord in heaven. <laughs> yeah, we that, might yeah, might get the Russians. Yeah, the Russians might yeah. get a little a little worried, too, if we show up at the North Pole. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, we had, we had a lot of fun with them when I was in the Air Force. They were They were interesting. I could imagine. I could imagine. Mike, that's great. Thank you for, for hopefully we didn't have too many uh, uh, future North Pole uh, visitors listening to on that. But anyway, thanks for the call, Mike. Call back anytime. That's good. Thank you so much, you guys. Oh, sure, sure. Thank you. Oh, that, that's kind of funny. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, but that's a long flight to keep kids entertained. Oh, <laughs> wow. I can only imagine. There's only so many cookies that you could feed them on that. So That's the truth. And, yeah, they're six- and eight-year-olds, so, yeah, I can't imagine that. But, no, we, we, invite, we invited Santa. But, you know, I bet so. Santa would love to have a C-17 cargo plane. I think she would love that. You can do a lot, yeah. of, a lot of packages in that. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> hey, tell us a little bit about the Center of Hope, because that's pretty awesome, too. Oh, gosh, it really is. Um, you know, it. I love when I'm able to give uh, folks tours, and a lot of our volunteers, I try to give them a tour as well, because when you really get the full scope of what the Salvation Army does, you know, we have our, we have our Center of Hope, which is our shelter. We have our thrift store, warehouse, church, everything. You really get the full picture. But the Center of Hope, um, we have uh, our 10-day emergency shelter, and then we also have, after that, we encourage uh, our residents to get into our two-year um, transitional program, which is where we help them get back on their feet, you know, uh, get a job, you know, help them with their uh, work-life skills, 
And, uh, you know, we've had so many success stories. It's, it's just a wonderful thing. And to be able to, to give them the chance to have that normalcy and to be able to do little things before they go out trying to get back on their feet and get their life going again, it's just uh, huge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we, we've had residents who, you know, have gotten their own apartments, and then, of course, we help them, you know, with all the things they need um, to get started. Uh, but, of course, we want to make sure that before they go out on their own again, they know how to budget, you know, they know how to manage their money and um, that they're able to stay on their feet once they get out again on their own. Definitely, definitely. You you have other types of housing too, don't you? Um, really, it's just for men and women. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's what we have for our shelter. Oh, cool, cool. The, yeah. your, your after-school programs have, have been really strong too. Tell us a little bit about what you do. And, of course, you know, it's hard to believe we're almost ready for Christmas break coming up. Right. Well, I'll be honest and tell you that, and you're talking about our youth programs. Yeah. Is that what you said, Marshall? Mm-hmm. Um, our youth programs actually, um, COVID has actually kind of, you know, decreased our programs for the youth in yeah. the last couple of years. Um, but those, we are holding steady with those in the summer. So um, during the summer months, we do have our youth program uh, over at our church at Beasley Road. Now, we do also have our camps that are, um, you know, here in the local Mississippi area. Um, So those are the couple of youth programs that we have. Yeah, Camp Hidden Lake, correct? Right, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's up uh, near Lexington. That's really a pretty part of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 300 yeah. acres. Man, I tell you what, when I was a kid and I got to go do stuff like that, I was like, that would that was incredible. You know, you're talking about that. And of course, your your youth programs have been affected by COVID. So I, was, I didn't know um, how much stuff had been able to come back online. When COVID hit and y'all had to, you know, obviously you weren't there when it hit, so you didn't know exactly what had, had happened. But you're there now, and of course, you're starting to turn back on the lights a little bit. What's that process right. like, trying to figure out what to do and what to do different and what can we do that's the same? And, and tell us about that process, because like you said, you don't have a huge staff, but I know everybody's been right there in the thick of it the whole time. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, there were um, a couple of events that we did have um, that were canceled. Yeah. And so, you know, we've kind of started rethinking those. And, uh, you know, maybe instead of having those again, maybe we could put more effort into the ones, the, the bigger, the main ones, like a few main events that we have throughout the year. Put more, you know, more effort um, and be able to focus more on those. That's one of the big things, um, especially for the, you know, for our development department. And, you know, the other thing is our, we're, we're always, you know, we're, we're, we're asking our volunteers and our donors, uh, to help. So we're, we're thinking, you know, um, maybe we're okay without those couple of events and let's just focus on the bigger, you know, a few bigger ones rather than a bunch of smaller ones throughout the year so that that's one way well let me ask you this about volunteers because uh, you know here 
COVID hit and a lot of people probably were nervous for getting out and you might have had older volunteers that didn't want to risk the exposure and everything else. And you were bragging on them earlier for good reason. I mean, I, like I said, you know, you didn't have that army behind the army. You wouldn't be able to do what you do. How, how has that been? And are people coming back now? Are they feeling more confident? And they've been with the vaccines out there and been able to get vaccinated. Tell us a little bit about that process. Are you seeing the number of volunteers? Uh, did you drop off severely or mm-hmm. you didn't? And, and But are you seeing a comeback if you did? Yeah, uh, it definitely did drop off um, last year. And they are coming back with an awesome vengeance. <laughs> and I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we um, the volunteers have just been amazing and awesome. And it's funny because when they call me, they're like, you know, we didn't get to do it last year because of COVID, and we, we are dying to do it again. So they, they are ready and willing, and, um, you know, they want to get back out there. Um, and, of course, you know, we, we've always taken – uh, safety precautions, you know, with uh, especially early on, and I know things are a little more relaxed now, but we've always made sure we have masks and sanitizer and safe distancing, so we've always tried to make sure we do that as well, but yeah. We are doing great in terms of the volunteers, and they want to be back. They're ready. That's awesome. That is awesome too. Let's let's yeah. let's kind of go back just a little bit and talk about you for a minute. And you know, and I've I've taken on new jobs, and that have been a challenge. And I've come into it, and they said, "Okay, we want you to do this," but I came in with a different skill set, and I was able to do some new things and so forth. And so here you are. You're coming in from Little Rock. You're coming back to to Jackson, Mississippi. You're coming back to Mississippi, and. And you've got this great background of, of marketing and working in banking and everything else. What Tina Richardson skills are you bringing to the table that you can say, okay, we can do something a little bit different here and we can probably try this? And what are some ways that you bring just new skills to this job to make it different and better? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that um, actually – I'm, I'm really big on communication and, you know, telling a story and sharing that story. Um, so, you know, if you go out to our social media pages, especially Facebook, um, you know, you can I try to post as much as I can and, you know, sharing where our volunteers are helping, sharing their stories. Um, so that's, that's one of the areas that I, uh, really enjoy. Um, uh, you know, another, another area would be, um, I, you know, I want to, I want to show the community and share with the community. I want everyone to know us and feel like when our volunteers come in, for example, I tell, I, I want to show them around and I want I want them to feel like this is, you know, they belong here too. And this I want them to feel comfortable when they walk in that door. They know they're welcome and that we, you know, this is their home as much as it is ours to you, come into. Yeah, t- we're going to take a quick break, Tina. We'll, we'll come back because okay. I, I really want to unpack a couple more things on that because I think that's really kind of cool. You coming in with a fresh start and a fresh blank piece of paper and get to do some great stuff as well. All right, this Thanks. is... Now, you, now you're talking. We're talking with uh, Salvation Army's Community Relations Director, Tina Richardson. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MBB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. And today, we've had the pleasure of sitting down talking with Tina Richardson, Community Relations Director for the Salvation Army. And as we mentioned a little bit earlier, Tina's new to the Jackson area, but she's not new to Mississippi because she grew up in the Meridian area. So, Tina, thanks for being with us and loved the discussion we've had so far and all the great things that y'all are doing this holiday season. And we were talking a little bit before the break about you know, some things that you can bring to the table that's maybe new and a little bit different. And you you said that you really love to tell stories. And uh, you're in a good place for that because Mississippi, of course, A, we have great stories and we have great storytellers. So, And there are a ton of great stories in uh, the, this area to tell, and you're doing a good job on that. Let me ask you a little bit on, on when you move into a community like um, you – have and of course you're having to do things to help support that community what what were some of the things that you did to learn about the community when you moved here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well i think uh just getting to know i I will be honest you know our women's auxiliary helped especially our president of the women's auxiliary she helped get me up to speed uh, very quickly and uh, i'm very grateful to her for that um, but I also think, you know, um, knowing the different um, people, places, things, you know, all around the area is important, yeah. you know, to know. And I, and I had actually uh, been here, I guess it was a year and a half before I started here. Okay. And you're right, though. When I, when I did first, on my, my, the first day I was here, I was like, oh, you know. And, but I will be quite honest and tell you, it did not take me long. And uh, with the help of the Women's Auxiliary and the, especially, like I said, the president, um, she helped, you know, point me in the right direction. And, and she's been there to be a mentor for me as well as, as, well as some of the other um, employees here. Um, and we also have our, our divisional headquarters is located here. So um, I actually can lean on some of those folks as well. And, um, you know, I, I feel... I feel like I've been here already several years now. I've learned so much, and um, yeah, it's just been a great, great experience. Well, we're glad to have you here, that's for sure. Tell us a little bit about your goals and your projects for 2022. It just hard, still blows my mind that we're almost in 2022. Absolutely. Uh, well, we do, like I said, we have our Super Bowl coming up. That's our next big event. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be our 25th year doing Super Bowl, and uh, that's a big deal. So we are really super looking forward to that. Um, and then we actually, um, we just locked in a date with um, the Braves to have our Salvation Army Night at the Braves on May 7th, and that'll actually kick off our National Salvation Army Week. So those are the next two big things that we have coming up. Um, we're, we're really super looking forward to those two things. And we want, you know, we want to focus uh, pretty heavily on those and make sure we do a good job um, promoting those and uh, getting the word out, get the stories out, and get some volunteers in for that. 
So we're really uh, looking forward to that. And if I could, can I give you? Of course. One thing I one thing I'm trying to do is um, keep our uh, website updated as well as our Facebook page, so that if anybody has any questions or needs information, they can really go to those two areas and find it. Um, but our our uh, website it can kind of get a little confusing because we do have there's so many different Salvation Army websites out there. But ours is pretty easy. Just it's www.salvationarmyjackson.org. That's our website, and I actually have created a volunteer page where I try to keep all of our volunteer opportunities updated. It's under the How You Can Help section, and uh, you know we actually have information about our women's auxiliary out there as well. It's a huge, strong organization, and I encourage any. Uh, women who are interested in volunteering, being part of an awesome group of women to go and check that out as well. So if I'm sitting here right now, I'm listening, thinking, hey, you know what? It's the Christmas season. I'd like to volunteer. What are some things that you need help with during mm-hmm. this, this holiday season? Okay. Bell ringing for sure. Yes. So uh, one thing we are asking is that who, whoever the lead person is on bell ringing, we, we do need um, you to ring from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. or at least until 5 p.m. Um, and so, therefore, you're going to have to be able to gather up some of your friends, your family, church members, sorority members, coworkers, whoever, you know, to fill in that, that time frame. But we do need, um, you know, bell ringers. Um, we have our toy shop that's going on uh, this week and also on December 16th. So we, we need a few volunteers for that. Some of us, uh, really, <laughs> we don't have a lot of spots open on uh, the sign-ins for that. It's a nice so problem to have. It, it really is. And the other thing, though, we do have daily needs, um, food pantry and our warehouse. Uh, and I do have a link out there uh, on our website where you can sign up for the food pantry. But anytime you want to volunteer, uh, you can... Like I said, we have daily needs, um, so you can you can always call 601-982-4881 and ask for me, and I can hook you up. You're, you're like, I'm sitting by the phone and ready to get, put you to work. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, obviously, donations are a big part, too, and and you're always yeah. welcoming donations. And, and I know um, the universal... Um, donation that everybody loves to get is money. Uh, money's a good thing because you can do a lot of cool different things with it, but there's some other things that you need too as well. What are some of those things? You know, one thing um, one thing we really need, I think uh, our shelter needs. You know, uh, I think our shelter tends to kind of get forgotten around Christmas because we have the angels and all that, but we need twin sheets for the beds in our shelter, uh, pillows, and our residents get, you know, they take their pillows with them um, wherever they go. So we, we always need new, fresh, good pillows, brand new, brand new sheets, brand new pillows, um, and hygiene items, um, combs, brushes, toothbrushes, soap, um, shampoo, conditioner, that sort of thing. Um, you know, another thing would be for seniors, once um uh, one thing we are doing this year, kind of focusing on, would be like slippers, house shoes, um, towels, that sort of thing for our seniors. 
Okay, so that's good to know, too. And once again, they can call you at 601-982 and 4881, finding ways to be able to, to get that to you. And, of course, they can go to the website, too, and find, too. The biggest need, like you said, um, you've kind of touched on it, but what do you think the biggest thing, if you like to, sit to raise your hand right now saying, I need this at this very moment, what would it be? I need people to donate to our online kettle. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's www.jacksonkettle.org. Well, take. What's gonna? Yep, go go what's ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, what that does, in addition to our physical kettles, um, those donations, a hundred percent, stays right here in our community and goes toward uh, helping our programs and services year round. Nice. Nice. Tina, thank you so much. I really have enjoyed getting to meet you and talk to you today. Is there, is there, is there anything else out there that we have not covered in the next 15 seconds that you can throw out? Hey, if you need a cookbook for our, a good Christmas gift, we have a cookbook. Excellent. So just go <laughs> to <laughs> just go to Salvation. Yeah. Anyway, um, Tina, thank you so much. And you have a good and a very Merry Christmas. Hey, I want to thank all of you for joining us today and want to thank our guest, Tina Richardson, Community Relations Director with the Salvation Army. If you'd like to do the show again or any past episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Now You're Talking. The show is a production of MPB Think Radio and is produced by Michelle McAdoo. So stay tuned. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit with Josie Bidwell will be up. And be sure to join us next Monday at 10 a.m. for another great conversation here on MPB Think Radio. Y'all have a great week.